66. Hey, little bro, want a smile? JW Piano Man. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Shosh 466. Alpha Rat took a header off his roof and almost killed himself. JW Piano Man. By almost, you mean. Shosh 466. Sorry, still alive, but supposedly messed up. Just got out of the hospital yesterday. JW Piano Man. Any chance Beta and Gamma Rats fell with him? Shosh 466. Nope, solo performance. Don't get greedy. Smiling yet? JW Piano Man. Now who's being greedy? I exit messages and call Joel because I'm worried about him. I always worry about him. He's my younger brother. Fourteen minutes younger, anyway. But if the thought of Chase Ambrose falling off his stupid roof onto his stupid head doesn't bring a smile to Joel's lips, then something is seriously wrong. Besides the usual, I mean. Hey, he answers. Even in that single syllable, I can pick up the discouraged tone in his voice. He's angry and homesick, and who can blame him? It's not like going away to boarding school was his first choice, or even his 20th. Is Melton getting any better? I ask, almost afraid to hear the answer. That's Melton Prep and Musical Conservatory in New Britain, Connecticut. What can I tell you? It's exile. I don't argue with him. How can I? Joel's a talented musician who belongs in a place like Melton, but that doesn't change the fact that he'd still be at home starting eighth grade at Hiawassee if it weren't for what happened. How are the other kids? Okay. He replies without much enthusiasm. All losers, just like me, probably not going to get picked on, if that's what you mean. There are no pickers here, only pickies. That bugs me. You're not losers. You're there because you're winners. You have talent. There's a reason why I can't live in my own town, and it has nothing to do with playing the piano. It's Alpha Rat, and you know it. If he fell off a skyscraper instead of his own roof, I'd be on my way home right now. I have to let that pass because it's the bitter truth. Chase Ambrose and his two disgusting friends hounded my poor brother out of town. The thought of it amazes me, even though I saw it happen. I still can't figure it out. Chase isn't Darth Vader or Voldemort. He doesn't have the force or dark magical powers. And yet he, Aaron Hakimian, and Bear Bratsky made Joel's life so miserable that my parents had no choice but to find him a school in another town. We tried to fight it. My dad spent so much time in the principal's office that it would have made sense for him to leave a change of clothes there. But nothing could be done about the bullying. Most of the time, there was no way to prove who was doing it. A random foot tripping Joel up in a crowded hall, a shoulder rammed into his chest that sent him sprawling. Sorry, man, didn't see you. Dog poop pushed in through the vents of his locker. His clothes mysteriously disappearing from the changing room to be replaced by a rabbit suit. When a science project wound up smashed, or a painting ruined in the art room, it was always Joel's. On the night of the talent show, 
when the fire alarm was pulled, it was during Joel's piano performance. It started with just Chase, Aaron, and Bear. Eventually, though, it spread. The other kids, well, they couldn't help but notice that every time someone was making a fuss or protesting, stuffed into a locker or mummified with toilet paper, it was my brother. Before you knew it, Joel was the school victim and the school joke. His life was practically unbearable. Who do you blame? The principal? Dr. Fitzwallis did what he could, but most of the time there wasn't any evidence. Sure, he could make the occasional try. There was this time Chase chucked a lacrosse stick at Joel's bike, and the butt end got jammed in the spokes. Joel went flying over the handlebars and wound up with a sprained wrist, a black eye, and a nasty scrape along his jaw, stretching from chin to ear. There were plenty of...